Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. 1 Corinthians 13. Thanks for joining us today. This is our Valentine's episode. We're calling it Time for Each Other, the Dad Cast. And we've asked Jesse Walker, who is a dad of a child with an FASD, about the challenges of being a dad of a child with an FASD and the challenges his family faces. And how do you make time for each other in your marriage? And here's what he had to say. You know, I think the reality is that it's really hard. It's every day is a, a different challenge or it's, a, I guess it could be the same challenge days in a row, but I think that there's, that we can connect with them, even though I, I feel like sometimes it's really hard. There's a really big disconnect there, but I think there's, there's moments where I think what you're trying to understand that, you know, they, they come to, you know, our daughter will come to me and just like, you know, she needs us, you know, she needs that kind of calm, that kind of peace. <laughs> There's ways to understand our kids that have these um, brain-based disabilities that, you know, and then you see the moments where she's scared or she's just doesn't know how to deal with stuff and she'll come to us and just need to rest or need that reassurance. And I think that those moments help a lot. And I think being open to that, being being vulnerable to that, which I would say if <laughs> years ago, I, I probably wouldn't catch myself saying something like that or to be vulnerable or to be open to that and to like enjoy those times. Um, but I think do things differently to try to understand. I think that's one of the bigger things is just allowing space, allowing yourself to, to step away from that we've struggled to have close like friends um, in the area and we had, you know, some really good friends and um, they were, they moved recently. Um, so that, you know, we, we keep in touch. We talk with them every week, um, like video calls every week. And that helps because our kids are, um, you know, they're very involved with our kids' lives. So that's, it's nice. And it, so it's, it's good, but it's not that we, that we have someone next door, you know, in, in town or something. So it, it it makes it hard. Um, You know, we, we attempt to carve out time for, for each other to, so we, um, I can have a break and she can have a break, but you know, it's, it's usually, usually that means that, the person who's giving the other one a break is, is going to be pushed a little bit more. Um, sure. you know, um, we've, we try to find activities that will, will keep them engaged. So it's not a, 
a burden to give another person a break, but it's, it's hard. And I, I probably, you know, my wife's the main caregiver. Um, so I try to give her breaks as much as I can, but it's, it's still hard. There's limited time. Um, and you know, where, you know, it's finding something you want to do, um, that's kind of relaxing and restorative and, you know, it's, right now it's winter so it's hard to get out, go outside or go anywhere and so it's it's more um simple things i guess that we're we're trying to do um yeah so i we we're aware but it we're it, it's a, it's it's really difficult difficult to find that time and then to find time for for each other to spend time together um it's usually it's at night when both kids are finally asleep and we're both tired and it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay connected and talk about all the the hard things. And so welcome to this special Valentine's day episode of a fasty hope. And this is something that I think many of us who are married um, or who have partners have this question when you're parenting a child or a teen or an adult with an FASD is how do you find time for each other? And now we're asking my husband, John, this question, and we're going to talk about this uh, realistically because we know um, that for many of us, there is no time for each other. Or if it is, it's at the end of the night when the kids are asleep and you're ready to pass out. So, John, hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> How do we make time for each other? Well, long, long dramatic pause. Long pause. <laughs> you know, I think uh, you just said it is that most of the, so I was thinking about this, most of the time it's at the end of the night when we're both completely tapped out and for five minutes before one of us passes out, you know, it's usually it's me usu- passes out. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually you, but it's usually about like, uh, you know, what happened, try, we always try to ask each other, how was your day? What's going on? And then in, eventually like some, uh, some like sort of housekeeping items come up. We have to do this tomorrow. This happened today. Did you see this? We talk about something good that happened and, uh, and that's usually it. I was thinking the other thing is that occasionally, since we haven't been on an actual date in like, what do we say? We figured it out. Yep. We figured it out. Uh, Thanksgiving 2019 was the last right, time so, we went on a date. And it yeah, was, so that, and that was like maybe an hour at the beach while the kids were with your mom and uh, we were in, in Florida. So yeah, it wasn't well, really like a dinner date. It was just like a, hey, yay, no kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, and it was an escape. It was like an yeah. escape room, basically, for yeah. an hour. Yeah. But um, the other, the other thing I think, like that, I, I really enjoy is that when, you know, there's these these evenings where everybody's kind of tired and we've had a busy day where, you know, everybody will kind of eat either wants to eat, watch a movie, or eat in front of the TV, and um, Nick is doing his thing, and you and I will have the opportunity to sit down at the table 
alone. Alone, yeah. I mean, everybody's in eye shot and earshot, <laughs> but you know, we're, we'll sit alone and and talk and eat and everything, yeah. and that's I always really enjoy that. That's really I love great. that. I I I like to think that it's like there there are moments that we get to just like carve out, you know, unexpected moments, and I think that goes back to the the awesome motto that you taught me is is savor the moments, and I think that especially now, you know, especially just still, you know, trucking through COVID and just trucking through trying to, you know, get through the day or um, just managing a bunch of different things. I think that you have taught me that we have to like steal those moments, you know, we have to like savor them too, you know? So I look forward to when we eat, you know, when G is watching a show on TV and Nick is, you know, talking with a friend on Xbox or something that we have like 20 minutes that we can just eat and talk. And, and we try not to talk about the kids. We try to talk about something interesting, but yeah, which is not, it's hard to scrape up topics sometimes when, you know, (laughs) but I, I, that's, that's great. And I, um, you know, I love that. I love those moments. So that's why whenever we have the chance, we, you know, hate when I sit at the table. <laughs> it's exactly. almost like, so, you know, it's like those old commercials. So this is the dining room. It's one of those, you know. Um, and I think the, that's uh, practical advice, like for anyone who's listening and anyone yeah. who's in the trenches, especially like the way we felt like four or five years ago, like, you know, we, we were just gasping for air. You know, I think that if I could tell our younger selves, you know, to just steal those moments and savor them. And I hear you yawning. <laughs> oh, sorry. Say that again. Pause. Nope, nope, not pausing. No. <laughs> you know, I think if if we can share with listeners that if you can steal those moments, you know, the, the, seize the moments when they happen. And I think yeah. you've taught me that, you know, or like when we're outside and G is swinging on the swing set and Nick is riding his dirt bike and we have like five minutes that we could just talk uninterrupted or just mm-hmm. save or something that to me, you know, especially now you just, you have to take those moments when you can get them. I think that, you know, for you and I, like being able to laugh at the situation helps in, in okay, we can't physically get away, but make each other laugh. And you, you yeah. that's one of the many reasons I love you is you, you just make me laugh even like in times when I don't feel like laughing, you make me laugh. Mm. And it, and it's an honest, it's not like you're trying to do it, even though, you know, we, we affectionately call you, call you, uh, <laughs> we affectionately call you, you know, the laugh, uh, you know, solicitor. Yeah. yeah, I do like that. <laughs> No, I just, I think you make me laugh as well. Um, And I think that's the the kind of the, it sounds, it sounds bizarre, but it's kind of the fun part of this when some of the things that we've had to face, and I know other parents have to face, especially of kids with needs, is that you find yourself in situations or having to talk about things you never imagined in your wildest dreams that you would have to discuss. And the only thing you can really do is uh, is laugh. Otherwise, you'd be in a, pot, a puddle crying just nonstop, you know, if you don't. <laughs> so, you know, the other thing I was thinking about was that um, a few years back when it was, we were kind of going through the, a really, really hard time with Nick and everything was sort of evolving with him. She was so little. And um, I just remember like every night we would, get into bed about the same time 
and just lay there and say, Oh, thank you, God. Like, <laughs> this is the best part of the day is just like, you felt like you're being cradled in, you know, and nobody's pulling on you or yet yeah, yeah. there's no noise or, you know, it's just a moment of peace. And we actually made it through another day and just saying, thank you, God, for bringing us through another day. We're so thankful. And, uh, and also just relief and exhaustion. And, you know, it's a different, it's a little, we're in a little different of a situation now, but it's still, it feels like that at the end of the day that it's just, you know, you kind of hit the bed and you, you're, I don't know. I feel tapped out oh, yeah. most nights, you know, oh, yeah. I know you, you do too. I'm asleep when you come to bed. Yeah. This is hard. What we've done, you know, we, our son is almost 19 and it's, there's never been an easy time of being a parent. Um, you know, being par- a parent is not easy period, but then when you add FASD and, um, just everything that comes in with that mix, it's exponentially hard. So, and you know, we can be honest and I've shared this too, that there have been a few times where you and I have like been really close to like either talking about separating or, you know, you know, thinking about that. And even in desperation, you know, talking about that, but we both know that we never really wanted that, you know, we, no, and I don't think we ever got to the point of talking about it. I think we were both just so at the end of our rope yeah. with everything else. Yeah. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other things that come in that related to family and life and just feeling sort of beat down all the time. But, you know, God held our hands and carried us through it, you know, so thank God for that. What happens to so many parents that have kids that have FASD or very challenging special needs? You're, you're, you're tapped out. You're completely tapped out. You feel like your, your financial resources are tapped out. You feel like your emotional resources are tapped out and you feel like, you know, you don't, you know, have any time for each other. And, um, Mm -hmm. I I guess what we've learned is that you have to make the time and it's not going to be, it's kind of like neurobehavioral parenting. It's not going to be the traditional time you take for each other. Like, you know, so many other typically developing, you know, kids and families have, you know, our, our, our time with each other is like, we have to take it where we can get it. Yeah. When you just feel exhausted and drained all the time that, you know, when you have like any married couple, right. You have, and you've been married for any length of time, you, things come up and issues arise and problems arise. And if you don't resolve them and if you don't talk about them and that, you know, then they can fester and build. And when you're at a point where you're just completely tapped out and when the end of the day comes and everybody's in bed, all you want to do is be left alone so that you can just, your brain can have a moment to rest and relax. You're not talking about those things. So they don't resolve. And then it continues to build. That's just, I think from thinking back at, you know, from what we went through and how I was feeling at the time. And I didn't really think ever really think about that until, until recently, but that was probably a big factor is that just when we did have a few minutes to actually talk, we weren't going to talk about all the problems and things that needed to be resolved. It was, it was just more like we, we lived and know everybody else lived today. <laughs> Let's go to sleep. That's and, it, you know. And I can tell you, like our our darkest times, like in our marriage, our dark darkest times, I think resulted in 
just so much of what you said, like we were just, we didn't want to talk about certain things. So we just kind of either brushed it under the rug or just like, you know, um, you, we use this great analogy from if, and we're totally dating ourselves, you know, of Ghostbusters too, when there's a scene where it's the pink river of slime underneath New York city. And it's from all of the negative emotion and everything like that. I mean, like, that's how it felt like, you know, at, at this particular time in our marriage. And, and that's how it can feel, especially when you are taking care, when you're parenting a child that has really complex special needs, you feel like, you know, it's drained and I'm having this, I'm feeling like this really tense feeling. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, sweep it under, you know, but then it builds up and it builds up. And I think that's what happened you know, with us a while back ago. And, and, um, and we now, you know, you and I were able to like work through it. Thank God. We, we grounded ourselves even more in our faith. We changed how we parent, we, we changed, you know, how we communicate with each other. And we both have learned that it's just really, really important to stay open and honest with each other, you know, even if it's something that you don't want to talk about, or even if it's something that, that, you know, is painful yeah. to talk about, you know? And, and I, and I would just say that, you know, that that doesn't happen quickly or easily. It takes time. Yeah. It takes, it took, oh, it took quite a while took, for us oh, to yeah. find that rhythm. So, yeah, it did, you know, but I, the one thing I just remember from that is that, you know, we just, when we were going through all that, we just said like, we made a decision and a promise to be married and we both actually want to be married and times get tough sometimes. And so that was a big factor because we've had friends and relatives and people around us that have their marriage hasn't made it. And it's hard to tell, you know, through some of those conversations that they kind of felt like they didn't really want to be married anymore. And maybe it, maybe it's just that you get to the point where you're, you know, you just, you've reached the end of your rope and there's no, you don't, you know, you've reached, there's no other solution, but to separate. And, you know, sometimes, that maybe that is, but I don't know. In our case, all I can speak to is our, you know, our scenario where it was only by the grace of God that we are, we've made it through and have become stronger because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I share that. Um, I think that what almost broke us actually made us stronger, especially now, like thinking about our lives now, how we're doing this and how we're trying to help other couples, you know, and help other families and help other people. I think when you're not, when you feel like you're not alone, but then also if you're in a marriage, you know, if you have a spouse, you have a partner that you also feel like you're not alone with your spouse, you know, with your husband, your wife, you want to feel not alone together, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. I just, I, it, it wasn't that I just wanted to, to not feel alone. I wanted to know that you, you know, were with me and that we both felt like, okay, we can get through it together than getting through it individually, which yeah. unfortunately happens to a lot of people that are married and that have either multiple kids or, or a child that has an FASD or, or from a hard place, it's, you end up losing it. Yeah. So you know what I just realized? What? We're this is a Bon Jovi song. This is living on a prayer. I mean, it is living on a prayer. Know, I haven't I haven't Aww. worked on the docker for a year, <laughs> and you haven't you know been in a diner all day. Like yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it's but been you a know, while it's, the, been in the, it's the same the same message. If you can't, yeah. if a Bon Jovi song can't fix it, <laughs> I don't know what can. Oh, I love you, honey. Love you too. Oh, so okay. So let's end this episode on on some hope, as as we like to end all of our episodes on hope. So, what hope can we give to couples who are like? They don't know how, you know, people say, oh, just make some time for each other. And you can't. What what advice can we tell them? Okay, you want time for each other, but you can't. So one of the things I can say is to steal the moments when they happen, you know, seize the opportunity when it happens. If you got one kid on the Xbox and one kid watching TV, hey, that's 20 minutes of uninterrupted, you know, handholding at the dinner table, talking to your spouse. And and so there's there's an example it's not a very good yeah. one but that's that's what we've been doing lately yeah I, I i think it's some combination of that and there's probably there's an there's also if you have that moment uh to sometimes to give your spouse or your partner a time say hey everything's calm here do you want to go read do you want to go do something take a drive on your own like do you need a little personal time without somebody pulling on you while things are quiet, you know, I, that, you know, we, we juggle our schedules quite a bit now, you and I, and so giving each other the space to kind of do what we need to do and not layer, you know, have that with a side of guilt is really important too. I, you know, that's the other side of it. But I think for, you know, when, for finding time for each other, it's just, it's not about the big date. It's not about the big going out which is um you know it was really hard to do now anyway yeah it's yeah. It, i agree it's about finding little moments for each other and sometimes it's just putting down your phone and talking and just how and just being nice just how was your day did you have a good day today sometimes that can just show care and so i don't know we're trying to we figure we're trying to figure it out day by day yeah. as well um, yeah. but this if, is if a, that's helpful for anybody then that's a good thing this is a struggle for us too but yeah um, but yeah, we've definitely found that, you know, if we can take a few moments and savor them and say, okay, everybody's alive and everybody's occupied with something else. Let's just spend a little bit of time with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Many times it is at the end of a very long day, or if you wake up before, you know, the kids do with, <laughs> with the yeah. way, and that's my problem. I don't. And I'm like, I'm dead to the world and you're, you know, you're up early for work and I'm like, you know, psst. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> so. But, I, you know, I, I, I just think like, you know, for, I think that, uh, that it you just, you savor, savor the good moments, savor the times what you have together, try to find those little pockets of time. And if you do have them, try to avoid talking about the things like the bills, the right. problems, the doctors, all that stuff, and just focus on, how are you? Are you having a good day? What's going on? Did you talk to anybody? Anything happening? You know, just keep it maybe a little light. And, you know, there's time you definitely have to make that time to talk about more serious things or deeper things with your, with each other and the kids and everything, but just do the best you can. That's all. Just mm -hmm. do the best you can and just be reassured that you're doing a good job. And regardless of how you feel, like I know we, we have a lot of days where we end up, we go to bed feeling like the worst parents in the world, but you look past that. And that's just, that's just the enemy trying to get in your head. And, uh, and, you know, just, you're doing a great job. You got a, a really hard job. Just keep at it. it it's going to be 
I don't want to say it's going to be okay, but you're going to, you're going to make it through. Just have, just have that in mind. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to start fresh and it's going to go where God's going to take us. I can't control it. I'm going to just keep my hands on the wheel and keep my faith strong and try to go through it. That's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but I would just say sometimes that's, you just, you have to put your faith ahead of everything else Yeah. and, uh, and, and roll, <laughs> you know, I love you, honey. I love you too. All right, everybody. So hopefully we're helping and, and not hurting in our relationship advice. I'm just so thankful to be your wife. And I'm so thankful that you and I can do this to help other people. I mean, when we get emails saying, thank you for doing this, you know, I think that's another thing we can mention too, is that I think since we started FASD Hope, I think that's even brought us closer because it's like something that we're doing together that, yeah, it takes time. It's not like, you know, recreation, woohoo, this is work and stuff, but this is something we're both passionate about. And I think that's another thing too, is if you can just not forgetting the reason why you married your spouse or the reason why you are blessed to to be with your, your uh, wife or husband. I think that's important. And I, 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 it's easy to forget and like the day-to-day stuff, but you remind me very often the reasons why I married you and the reason. Yeah. You remind me too. Thanks guys. And have a happy Valentine's day. And if it can't be the Valentine's day you expect, you know what, just like everything else in this FASD journey, just roll with it and change your expectations and just make it a Valentine's day where you can grab some moments and savor them from John and I happy Valentine's day. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week. And remember, to be informed, take care, and always have hope.